This is Leadership Insights, a podcast devoted to the discussion of emerging business ideas and sustaining performance. Commit now to achieving your leadership success. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Todd, and I will be your host for this episode focused on leading change. Change is ubiquitous and something we all experience in our personal and professional lives. Even with all this knowledge and experience surrounding change, some estimate that a full 80% of organizational change efforts fail. We will examine how the assured leader approaches change and answer the following questions. Number one, why do most changes fail to produce lasting results? Number two, what frameworks and methodologies exist for implementing change successfully? Three, how can the complexity of change be reduced? And, as with all our episodes, we will highlight tools and books that underscore this topic. So let's get started. In his book, Leading Change, John P. Cotter highlights the following eight reasons why change fails in most large organizations. Number one, allowing too much complacency. Number two, failing to create a sufficiently powerful guiding coalition. Number three, underestimating the power of vision. Number four, undercommunicating the vision by a factor of ten. Number five, permitting obstacles to block the new vision. Number six, failing to create short-term wins. Number seven, declaring victory too soon. And eight, neglecting to anchor changes firmly in the corporate culture. Change is difficult, and you will not be able to overcome organizational inertia unless you consider each of these pitfalls carefully. The root of any effective change is to identify and assign key stakeholders to the appropriate change roles. Daryl Connor first introduced the following roles, and while the titles may differ in your organization, the responsibilities are likely the same. The five main roles necessary to any successful change effort are advocate, sponsor, sustaining sponsors, targets, and change agent. Let's look at each one of these individually and understand better the roles and responsibilities for each of these stakeholders. First, advocate. This individual holds the vision for the change. They have a clear understanding of why change is needed, who it will impact, and how it should be delivered. Yet the advocate is powerless to affect change without another key role, the sponsor. The sponsor. This individual has the authority to make the change happen. The entire success of the change rests with this role. Without a sponsor, the change lacks credibility and the organizational pressure will crush the effort. Any change, large or small, must have a sponsor. Supporting the sponsor are sustaining sponsors. This role takes its lead from the sponsor and is responsible for accurately implementing the change in their respective areas. Imagine your organization's hierarchy and at each level of leadership, there sits a sustaining sponsor. This role also reinforces the communication network to ensure the key messages are disseminated throughout the entire organization. The next role is targets. This role is the recipient of the change. 
It is critical that they see the urgency or the need for the change, which is communicated via the advocate. In order to produce lasting change, the target must internalize the vision as his own and adopt it. The last role is the change agent. This role facilitates the change by working with all the other roles. They can reinforce the urgency and the need for change, as well as help others visualize the future state. This role is essentially the grease in the system to ensure the change occurs and overcomes the organizational culture. Whatever the change effort you're implementing within your organization, make sure that you have these five specific roles as stakeholders in your effort. At the beginning of the podcast, we talked about eight reasons why change efforts fail. One of those was under-communicating the vision by a factor of 10. This is the next topic that we're going to focus on. In most change efforts, this is the area that is usually given inadequate attention. Let's face it, if you cannot effectively communicate your vision, then how can you expect to garner support? To affect lasting change, you must achieve excellence in the following areas. 1. Maintain a clarity of vision. 2. Keep the message simple. 3. Ensure that there is an alignment between your words and actions. 4. Know your audience. And 5. Utilize innovative approaches to communicate the vision of the change. Think of the last change effort in which you were involved. You probably held an all-hands meeting to communicate and discuss the vision, distributed an email from the CEO, held a Q&A session, and finally sent a memo before the change commenced. If you were lucky, updates were posted in the company newsletter and a follow-up meeting represented the sum total of the communication regarding this significant organizational change. Consider the amount of communication that is foisted upon an employee in any given day and it becomes clear that a few communications are not enough to sell the vision. It is critical to remember back to when you were developing the vision and the process you underwent to internalize the vision. Now, look at the amount of communication that accompanies most change efforts and it is no wonder that they fail to take hold and produce lasting change. To help you achieve success as you embark on your next change effort, here are some things to think about. Number one, ensure the leadership team has a crystal clear understanding of the vision and can communicate it effectively. If it is muddled for them, imagine how the recipient of that information will receive it. Look for smaller opportunities to communicate and reinforce the vision, such as in team meetings, your one-on-ones, hallway conversations. Look for every opportunity to tie actions and conversations to the new vision. Keep the vision clear of jargon. Use analogies or metaphors to convey meaning. These are often more effective than a well-crafted vision statement. Remember the adage, a picture is worth a thousand words? In this case, you are creating a mental picture. Practice your message and anticipate questions or objections, which will strengthen your message and ensure it is well-received. For large change efforts, I recommend that you form focus groups where the message can be fleshed out to ensure greater clarity. There is no doubt that change is difficult, but not impossible if you pay careful attention to communicating and internalizing the vision. 
of knowledge workers, teams are a common presence. However, few of us have probably worked on a true team. According to John Katzenbach, with true teams, the leadership role shifts among the members of the group. A single leader unit, or SLU by comparison, always has the same leader. Based on personal experience, I have participated in more single leader unit-based teams. It is important to note that both types of teams are effective in their respective contexts. One difference is that true teams tend to be more productive than SLUs in the long run, while SLUs produce results almost immediately. Regardless of the team type, I have found four main ingredients critical to the development of a resilient team, including clarity of purpose, autonomy, a working sandbox, and measurement and feedback. Let's look at each one of these individually and discuss them in detail. First, clarity of purpose. It is the leader's job, regardless of the type of team, to clearly and authoritatively declare the purpose of the team. Just as with individuals, this is the most important element and is the foundation upon which all other elements are built. Without a clear purpose, it is difficult for the team to take over and assert its power. Instead, the team will have to rely on the leader for decision-making and will require constant tending to ensure they stay on course. You must ensure that the purpose allows some latitude for the team to define the means to achieve the goal. Remember, clarity equals measurability. Autonomy. The purpose should be clear, but should not spell out the method for achieving the vision. This provides a rich experience for members of the team and gives them the opportunity to flex their creative muscles, which is an essential element to grooming high potential leaders and exposes them to problems in the context of real business situations. In addition, this develops the strengths of the team unit and enables individuals to take the lead in their respective areas, manage conflict, and exercise their decision-making skills. This is the best and most effective type of training for leadership. A working sandbox. It is your job as a leader to create a safe environment where failure can be celebrated. That may sound like an odd statement, but we can learn a great deal from failure. Amy Edmondson, in her article, Strategies for Learning from Failure, creates a continuum by which to measure failure, from deviance to exploratory testing. She suggests that not all types of failure should be celebrated especially that which is due to violation of prescribed processes or inattention to detail. These types of failures stem quite simply from laziness. On the other hand, failures based in exploration or hypothesis testing is valuable as a learning tool for the team. Creating this environment enhances the overall cohesion and resulting productivity of the team. Measurement and Feedback Providing clarity to the vision is essential to outlining what the business outcomes must be. Given a clear picture of the vision and the desired end state, teams can use innovation to reach the desired result. But it is also important that feedback is given throughout the process so that progress can be measured along the way. In a famous Gallup poll on employee engagement, receiving regular feedback ranked higher on employee satisfaction surveys than salary and other tangible benefits. This should cement for the engaged leader how important it is to provide usable and regular feedback. Regardless of the team type, these four ingredients must be present to produce lasting change.
This month's tool spotlight is Mind Manager, a tool created by MindJet. I always use this as a starting point for my brainstorming activities. It provides a structured method for capturing my thoughts as they appear, easily restructuring and creating relationships between entities, and exporting capabilities to share with others. Mind Manager is my go-to tool whenever I need to brainstorm a new strategy, plan an event, or prepare an agenda. This can also be an effective tool to use with group brainstorming activities. To deepen your learning, I recommend the following books to add to your library. Leading Change by John P. Cotter. Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. The Three Keys to Empowerment by Ken Blanchard. And The Rules of Work by Richard Templar. These details are also available on our website in the resources section. I encourage you to make learning a daily practice and incorporate these strategies into your daily routine. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Assured Leadership specializes in developing extraordinary leaders. Subscribe to our free quarterly newsletter at assuredleadership.com.